0: designed with women in mind. As we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Hi, everyone. I hope you're out there. We are so glad you're here. I hope you have been following along with us in the Beatitudes. I'm here with Lindsay, and we are going to be looking at verse number 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is going to be a fun one, don't you think? Oh, yes. (laughs) Because it's so easy to be meek. (laughs) Uh (laughs) A couple of funny things I heard about being meek. God says to the man, the meek will inherit Neptune. Man says, what happened to the earth? And God says, funny, I was going to ask you the same thing. (laughs) The Bible states that when Jesus finally returns to our world, the meek shall inherit the earth. My thoughts, what if they don't want it, you know, because they're meek. (laughs) Okay, I know they're bad. Send the comments if they're good to Pam and if they're bad to Lindsay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Because I prefer her over myself, and that's meekness. (laughs) Lindsay, could you please read the scripture for us this morning? Yes. So Matthew 5,
1: 1 through 12. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who, when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they are persecuted, the prophets who were before you. So in verse five, meekness is not a word we use in everyday language, I would say, Pam, right? Right. Um, you know, I feel like uh, meekness in the NLT version there's, um, says humble. Um, and I think of um, humble and humility to be like integrity, um, doing what you ought to, even if it costs you. So Pam, in your own words, what does it mean to be meek?
0: The meaning of meek, meekness is very misunderstood. And most people think that meekness and weakness are one and the same. And if you're kind to people, even when they're unkind, um, it's interpreted by some that you are a weak person. I mean, bless your heart, but it's truly mm-hmm. it truly could not be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the beatitudes are given to the believer in order to enlarge the kingdom, but they also give the believer a way to enjoy it as well. So far, we have seen that the believer has authority. Theirs is the kingdom, poor in spirit. They, they will be comforted encouraged by God himself, those who mourn. And today, they will be provided for the meek. Meekness is not weakness or timidness. Meekness is power under control. Um, no one could accuse Moses of being a weak or timid man, right? But God identified him as the meekest man on the earth. Jesus was the most courageous man in history, and he said about himself in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, I am meek and lowly of heart.
1: I think the average person probably, as you assume, um, anyone who gets angry would say
0: um, they're not meek, right? Right, but God has given us the emotion of anger. It's how we handle it that shows our heart. I think the best test of meekness is actually in the word attitude, who you will be how do we respond to the circumstances of our lives? I mean, it would be a lot easier to haul off and smack someone (laughs) than to hold your tongue and walk away, but it takes strength to, to respond. Reactions are usually us reacting to a person who has hurt us, and we're responding to that, and it takes control. And And responding in a meek way or under control way is also listed in the gifts of the Spirit. So it isn't that a meek person is weak. It is that their identity through Christ, they are strong enough to handle problems with wisdom. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry and don't sin. Mm -hmm. You know, I
1: know a lot of listeners right now might be going through challenges with a friend, a family member or someone, or maybe a change in life or at work. Can you share some scriptures that
0: speak to the differences between weak and meek? There are two verses that come to mind in Proverbs that show the difference. Psalms 3711, I said Proverbs, but I meant Psalms. I will say Proverbs too, but Psalms 3711 first says, But the meek will inherit the earth and will delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And then in Proverbs 1632, it says, The person that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that rules his spirit, than he that takes a city. Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight says, "He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down, and without walls." Ooh, okay, so um, control over
1: our spirit and our speech are what will build relationships or,
0: whew, blow them away. Right. It's like a cool breeze under control is soothing and comforting, especially in Florida. If we ever get those <laughs> lately, though, it's just been so hot that even the <laughs> breeze is like a heater. But and It's soothing and comforting, but a strong wind in a hurricane wreaks havoc. The wind is still wind, but under control it's beautiful. Out of control it will destroy. Our anger is the same. If we are controlled with meekness, We can repair damage in relationships. And if we are out of control, weak, we destroy relationships and the hearts of people. Anger is still anger, but there's a difference in how we use it. It's easy to react to a situation, but takes great strength of character to respond. Yes. You know, when I think of
1: meekness, I think of um, someone being a leader, even if they don't have a title as a leader. Maybe someone that um, is serving... Um, others versus uh, taking lead or taking charge. You know, respecting and trusting others. Um, communication and transparency is really um, is speaking the truth. Pam, um, who are some
0: people in the Bible that are uh, meek? Uh, there's so many, um, but there's three that um, are kind of some of my favorites. Uh, Joseph is the first one, and Joseph was, you know, as you know, thrown into a pit by his brothers because they were jealous of him. And he was sold into slavery in Egypt. And he was falsely accused by his master's wife and thrown into jail. And then he was elevated to be the leader of Egypt. So even though he would be considered meek and uh, weak maybe even by his brothers that they threw him into the pit thinking that he would die there, he had the power to avenge him, himself all of, from all the mistreatment he had endured. But he didn't. When his brothers came to him in need of food, when he was reigning in Egypt, he treated them so kindly that they repented of their sin as a result. And this is power under control. And that's what meekness is all about. The second one is David. David is another man in the Bible that exhibits meekness in the way he lived. He had many victories with his hands, but his greatest victories were with his heart. He killed Goliath with a stone, but because he trusted God. In 1 Samuel, when Saul, who was trying to kill David, came um, into the cave where David and his men were hiding, David could have killed him, but he showed great meekness by cutting a piece of Saul's garment with his sword, and Saul never knew he was there. The difference in Saul and David is that David used his authority to build people up, and Saul used his. Built his authority. The last one I'll share is the greatest one of all time, uh, the show Meekness, and that is Jesus. He was mistreated, tempted by Satan, beaten and misunderstood, but he didn't try to lord over others. He was Lord. He died on a cross for us when he could have obliterated mankind. Instead, he showed great power under control so that he could give his life for us he is the king and he is he is meek the meekest man on earth there is so much about meekness in the bible it's filled with the importance of self-control how we treat others in fact meekness is having the power to use over someone and not doing it because it's not in god's economy the world's view today says to exalt yourself be assertive. Get what you want. Climb to the top. All the things that we hear in our culture today. The Bible's worldview says the last shall be first. Meekness is strength. When we live by God's truth, we have all that we need to be blessed and find joy in our lives. Aristotle wrote, anyone can become angry. That is easy. But to be angry with the right person to the right degree at the right time for the right purpose and the right way, this is not easy. Wow. Well,
1: blessed are the
0: meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Okay, so Lindsay, what are some of the things that as we were talking today that you were that they maybe came across your mind as instances of when you've seen? I know you mentioned that you feel like a leader sometimes that is not well known is showing meekness. What about? Um, can you think of some of those illustrations about people or things that you've seen that would either show meekness or not? Yeah, there's
1: times I think that um, when you see a crowd and someone's speaking and they're speaking their opinion and or, uh, you know, being, having authority um, in a group and then you also see others that stand back just a little bit and take a moment to um, think about their response and or think about how they're going to react to a rule or a regulation or some type of change um, in life. And I, I seek out those and you always have a feeling in a way in which you're always looking towards that person that's not speaking at mm-hmm. first. Um, and I, I always, I think everybody also sees that that person that doesn't speak. Um, they're always one of those crowds that um, might not have the, the first chance to um, have an answer, but... They also are one of those people that I feel like are really, um, they stand as a leader to, my, to me, even if they aren't a leader right. an authority.
0: And sometimes the, the, they are leaders, but they don't see themselves as leaders because they are meek and humble. And also, um, I think sometimes that in reacting, we if we react to something without thinking about it and not being intentional in how we respond, there's a total different things, and I think reactions sometimes can be very harsh. And then you think about it later, and you're like, "Oh man, why did I say that? Or why did I say it that way? Or I should have done this, or should have done that." Well, humility and meekness, even when we mess up, would say that you just come to that person, and um, to rebuild that relationship, and apologize to them, and in in your humility so to speak. But I I guess it's funny to me to think some people will come up to you and say, oh, I'm just such a humble person. And I'm like, well, are you really? Because you wouldn't have had to tell me if you were. (laughs) We would probably know that. So that's part of the integrity of it as well. Mm
1: -hmm. No, I think um, a lot of times we are, if we are leaders, and we are the one that has to be, you know, um, the one that speaks the truth out of that, Um, I think being meek and being able to understand how um, really be able to speak love into others' lives as well. So if you are on the other side and you are a leader and or the first to speak, um, it's just um, simple to know that there are opportunities in which we feel as though they're speaking in love, speaking in understanding how there's mercy that needs to really be able to be understood on the other side giving authoritative um, rate changes or things that are happening um, in their lives.
0: Right. And I would, and I think about if we're talking about inheriting the earth, what God is saying there is that when we are meek and humble before him and allow him to do the work in our life, then we have all that we need. We, we inherit mm-hmm. the earth. But um, and that just means that because we are following his word and allowing him to work in our life and that we're if we are meek and humble enough to come to him and say, God, there's nothing that I can do to save myself. There's nothing that I can do to get myself out of a situation, or I can get myself into one, (laughs) but getting out of it may be a different story. But also think about tying this into um, the fruits of the Spirit, and it so closely lines together um, in that. And I think maybe one day we might talk about the fruits of the Spirit. That would be a good one to talk about and go through. So, um, But I've also witnessed people in the world today who, you know, it's claw to get to the top and step on whoever you have to step on to get there. And I think that obviously is diametrically opposed to what God says. God says, I will lift you up. I will raise you up. I will do the work that needs to be done if you're following me. You don't need to... Claw your way to the top. You don't need to step on other people. You don't need to. You just need to be meek and follow me and do what I'm asking you to do. And then he does the elevating. So as long as we're staying in the right place in our humility, knowing that it's only him that can do for us what we need done, no matter what that is, and as long as we're staying in that, he's saying, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to give you what you need and provide for you. Because that's what I'm asking you to do is to allow me to do that through trust and faith. So I think this is a good place to stop today. And uh, we'll pick up next week with verse six. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in his sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering how can this become a reality in my life? How does how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.